Hey team, this is Grant Collins, and welcome to the Basement Philanthropy Podcast, a podcast for microphilanthropists who do not want to wait until they are rich or retired to create good with their money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the economics of giving and why, contrary to popular belief, giving actually allows you to create more wealth in your life. So let's get started. I've always been intrigued by the duality of giving. And what I mean by that is when you give, there's an obvious recipient of that giving. So if I give money to a charity or I help somebody paint their fence or whatever that might be that I'm being a part of, that person is receiving something from that giving. So it it makes sense. Their lives are better their house is better, their yard is better, whatever it is that I've been involved with. But the the other side of the equation, the giving side of the equation, is always a really interesting thing to look into. Because if you do the arithmetic, it doesn't seem like it should work. If you have a person that has money, they give some of that money away, they have less money at the end of that equation, if you look at it like that, then why would they continue to do that? If the answer is that they have less than what they started with, why would anybody pursue that? And a couple of years ago, before I really jumped super far into doing my own philanthropy, I came across a speech by Arthur Brooks. Now, Arthur Brooks is a social scientist, he's an economist, and he also works at the Harvard Business School. And one of the main things that Arthur Brooks has researched over his career is the economics of giving. And this speech really lit me up. I was so excited after I read through this speech because it talked about that equation and how it doesn't actually go how you would think it would go. If you give your money away to somebody else, then you actually, on the other end, could end up and do end up in a better position than where you started from. And so in today's episode, I want to walk through the three areas that he defines in his speech that giving creates in your life in terms of economics and why it actually is a good use of your money even if you're just thinking it, thinking of it from an investment standpoint. So the first area that I want to dig into is that contradiction, that giving money actually results in you getting money. And the way that Arthur Brooks went about finding out this information is he went and collected and had his colleagues at Harvard collect data on 30,000 families across the United States. And they were specifically looking to collect data around giving and what happened because of that giving. And what they found was groundbreaking in a lot of ways because the economic theory at the time and and really prevalent right now is that you couldn't get more money by giving it away. But this is, this is what Arthur Brooks and his colleagues found as they dug into the data around philanthropy, and especially when it comes to individual philanthropy. They found that when people give more money, 
they tend to prosper. Specifically, here's what they found. If you have two families that are the exactly the same or identical, in other words, the same religion, same race, same number of kids, same town, same, same level of education, and everything else is the same, except for one family gives $100 more to charity than the second family, then the giving family will earn on average $375 more in income than the non-giving family. And that's statistically attributable to that gift. Now, that is, that is insane to think about. If you are the exact same person as your neighbor and you are comparing what your economic status looks like and you give just $100 more away to charity, some sort of philanthropy, then at the end of that equation, you actually end up greater than when you started. And they also found out that it doesn't just have to be with monetary giving, that if you volunteer your time, and they specifically looked at blood donations, that you also end up getting richer by being involved with this. Now, this isn't just on a individual level either. They found as they looked through the data, as Arthur and, and his colleagues looked through the data, that giving is also a great multiplier from a macroeconomic perspective. They found that with a 2% increase in economic giving, so that would be about $2 billion, that it would re result in $39 billion of additional GDP. In essence, charitable countries are also richer countries, and it's not because they are rich. Charitable giving is actually a driver of economic success. Now, even though he had the data, this was pretty perplexing to Arthur. And so he went and talked to a colleague who is in the field of psychology about why this was happening. And this colleague explained to Arthur that it really comes down to happiness, that they've known for such a long time that when somebody gives, they are happier. And because somebody is happier, they do better in their life, especially when it comes to work. Now, quoting again from Arthur's speech, he says, if you want to have a productive business and if you want to be a productive person, work on your happiness. Happy people show up for, more, for work more. They work longer hours, they work more joyfully, and they're happier with every aspect of their productive lives. Happiness is the secret to success, and if that's true, then I've got the answer. Charity brings happiness, happiness brings success, and now I'm onto something. It turns, on, it turns out that the data on happiness and charitable giving are beyond dispute. People who give to charity are 43% more likely than people who don't give to say that they're very happy people. People who give blood at least twice are likely to say that they're very happy people as people who don't give blood. People who volunteer are happier. The list goes on. You simply can't find any kind of service that won't make you happier. Now, that's, that's a phenomenal finding when you're thinking about jumping into the space. If, if you're sitting on the sidelines of microphilanthropy or giving your money, that in itself should be a catalyst for you to jump into this game of giving because happiness in the way that it is measured in the study creates greater 
good in all aspects of your life, but particularly when it comes to making money. Now, it's not just that people are happier. It's also that the reason why they are happier in some respects is because they are less stressed. And there was another study that was quoted that was done by the Duke Medical School. And it looked at, of all things, senior citizens giving infants massages, foot massages, of all things to do a study around. Uh, Maybe I should have gone into social science because that sounds incredible. But basically what they were looking for is, does this act of service create less stress or or, uh, decrease the amount of stress in somebody's life? And what they found is that the group that was outside of the control group, the group that actually got involved with the massages, that they saw their stress hormones, which are cortisol, epinephrine, and norepinephrine, drop by 50%. So not only are givers happier, but they're less stressed. And so it's starting to make a lot more sense why the economics of giving are so in so much in the favor of those that give their money away. Now, this continues to translate. It's like a it's like a snowball rolling down the hill, collecting more and more more snow until it's just this this massive thing. And the way that this ends up going is that not only are you more well-off monetarily, you're happier, you're less stressed, but by your peers, you are seen as a greater leader, which continues to roll that snowball even more and more. Because as you've probably experienced in your life, those who are leaders or are viewed as leaders are usually more successful in their career, in their families, in their communities, what, what have you. So there was another study that was mentioned in this speech that Arthur gave that was done by the University of Kent. And basically what happened in this study was that researchers brought together people and they would give out a amount of money to the participants. And the people had a option. They could put that money back into a pot that everybody contributed to. And after that pot was contributed to, the researchers would double it. So you could either donate all your money and have it doubled and then have it dispersed back to the group, or you could hold back some of your money, put some of it in or none of it in, have it doubled, and then give back to you. So a lot of people have done this study. And basically, for the benefit of the group, it's better if everybody donates their money 100% of the time. And it's a little bit more selfish if you hold back some of your money, even though you get a greater gain in the short term. So what ended up happening was after these people were involved in this study, there was a part two that looked at leadership. And what would happen is that the group would then elect a leader to see who the group perceived as the biggest leader or the greatest leader among this group of people that that gave to the pot and then um, the money was redistributed to the teams. And this is what they found, and I'm quoting again from Brooke's speech. He said, in 82% of the cases, the leaders who were elected were the biggest givers from the first phase. Their conclusion, a conclusion that has been verified in subsequent experiments, is that when people see strangers giving charitably, they recognize a leadership quality in those strangers. 
If people witness you as a giver, they will see you as a leader. Servant leadership is no joke, and it's a secret to success. Whether you're looking for success or not, when people see you giving and cooperating and serving others, they will see you as a leader or a future leader, and that cannot but help you. So, wow, it it just, as after I listened to this speech for the first time, I was just on fire. Like, this is, this is amazing. Like, why do more people not know about all of the incredible things that can happen when you are involved with giving in all of its, all of its forms? But it was the last part of Arthur's speech that really caused me to move. He said, and these are my own words that I'm, I'm putting here, that it's not enough for us to take advantage of this concept that the world would not be served as much as it could be if we just take these things and say, okay, if I give, then I'm going to be richer, I'm going to be happier, I'm going to be less stressed, I'm going to be viewed as a leader, and that's great. I'm going to hold that in, and I'm not going to share that with anybody, and it's going to be my little secret. He said, and he spoke to the audience about the need to come up with creative solutions to help others get involved with giving. And the reason why is because of what I said before. It's a multiplier. If you give, then it increases GDP for everyone and everyone gets to benefit from that. So greater economies, greater happiness, less stress across the board. So this is this is a, a real way for us to make a huge impact even outside of our giving. Helping other people give then just gets to be exponential and exponential. And that is really where this idea and concept of basement philanthropy came from. As my brain worked on that concept, how could I do that? I had seen how philanthropy had really helped me. How could I do that? That is where the gears started to click and and move together to say, yeah, if I could be a catalyst or be a person who is commentating on this space, who is helping people understand these concepts and getting it out into the public, getting out in front of people, then that could have an exponential gain farther than any type of personal giving that I could ever be involved with, even if I sold a big company. Because there is so much more of a multiplier when you get more people involved. And just like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, it's not just about the one that is receiving. The person that is on the giving side of the equation gets a ton out of this space. And that's what I'm looking to shed light on. And that's what I'm looking to have you get involved with as you listen to this podcast, as you follow other things that I'm in, involved with. And as you take the course, the micro philanthropy course that I've put out for free on Udemy, and you can find that link in the description below. So if you want to take advantage of some of these things that are out there that you can right now, regardless of how how much money you have in the bank or how much money you're bringing in on a single paycheck, go check that link out and keep following this content. Share it out there with more people, not for my sake, but for everyone. Like that's why I'm involved in this space 
It's not for this personal gratification. It is for other people to be able to experience what I've experienced in this in this space. And it's incredible. And I just want you to be on the team, become part of this community that that we're building. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out in the world and create good with the money in our pockets together. Talk soon.